Hello, my friends, kingdom builders and kingdom connectors, and everyone who is about the Father's business. Welcome to another edition of the Living Word Mind of Conception podcast. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast so that we can stay connected, continue to communicate, and to contribute to one another's life. So let's begin our journey right now. That's Texas time, Midwest time, whatever you want to call it. So we definitely are going ahead and get our uh, our broadcast started tonight. Uh, the Father's Business video call. So we do thank God for all of you uh, that have gotten on at this moment. So again, we appreciate you being with us. Uh, we pray that we can share some things that will be an encouragement to you, uh, that will help inspire you to continue to uh, grow in your in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's what the idea is about. Uh, again, we come on this uh, particular platform. The whole idea is to, again, speak kingdom principles to help all the people of God be about the Father's business. So it doesn't matter whether you identify in a congregation, whether you say, well, you know, I'm, I, I call myself Baptist or I'm Pentecostal or I'm apostolic or I'm whatever. It doesn't matter because what we're trying to do uh, is to declare kingdom principles. One thing that I've learned uh, in this journey of faith is that kingdom principles will work in any setting and they will actually work in any culture. So it doesn't have to just be a certain people or a certain geographical place, but if it is a kingdom principle, a principle from the kingdom of God, then that principle will produce the fruit thereof regardless of the people or the culture or the demographic that you're around. And so that's one thing that we do here, uh, what God has given us the grace to do. So we're always just coming with kingdom principles. So you can be uh, in a Methodist church, you can be in a, a, a Baptist church, you can be in a Presbyterian church. It's, that's fine. But if you understand the principles of the kingdom of God, it's going to bring a transformation, transformation, and it's going to bring a development in your life. So for some, I want you to understand is that when you have a hunger and thirst for the kingdom of God, sometimes you are not going to necessarily fit in to just normal, if you will, Christianity. Why? Because there is a desire in you to be about the father's business, right? To be a kingdom builder, to be a kingdom connector, to be about the father's business. And so uh, you don't have time, as it were, for the for the minimum things, right? You, you don't focus on the minimum things at, at, at the expense of maximum things. What am I saying? In other words, you don't get tripped up by the small stuff. Why? Because you, you see the bigger picture. You see the greater picture. You understand the greater purpose. You understand that, again, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And so that's something that I want to encourage you all to understand. Some people say, well, why do you do this, what you do? Because we are we are just helping to develop and to also to uh, explain and help uh, bring revelation 
to kingdom principles, right? Because kingdom principles, I want to say it one more time, they work everywhere. You know, they work in New Jersey and they work in California. Uh, kingdom principles work in Taiwan and kingdom principles work in Japan, right? Kingdom principles never change. And so that's something that I'm trying to make people understand. And that's why we do what we do. So we're not here to try to put anyone else down. We're not here to try to make comparisons about anything. That's not the whole plan or not the whole purpose of what we're trying to do. My, my job, if you will, in, in this platform and doing what I do is to help develop you as a believer to be about the father's business and to understand kingdom principles so that when you go to your fellowship, wherever that may be, whether back in Ohio, back in Florida, all over the nation, different places, here in Texas, wherever you are, that you can be an asset to the body of Christ in developing the moving forward of the kingdom of God, right? Because the kingdom of God, again, is not meat and drink. It's not physical. It's not material. But as Romans 14, 17 says, the kingdom of God is uh, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit, same person. So that is what the kingdom of God is about. Remember, Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. When Jesus was standing before Pilate, Pilate asked him, art thou a king? He said, my kingdom is not of this world. For if my kingdom was of this world, then my servants would fight. So he said, art thou a king then? And we're talking right now about John 18. John, Pilate asked Jesus, art thou a king then? He says, for this purpose was I born so that I can bear witness to the truth. So the kingdom of God is all about bringing the truth of God into this world. Okay. Real quickly, before we get into our lesson tonight, I just want to uh, bring this out so that people can completely understand. Because like I said, you know, what is our job? What is our mission? What have we been, what have we been anointed to do, right? We, didn't, we haven't been anointed to do every single thing in the earth. But, you know, God puts different anointings on different people. And so, again, we want to bring forth kingdom principles so that you can be as those that hunger for that. You can be, uh, again, an asset and effective wherever you may be. Glory to God. And to God be the glory, we will want to see more and more people really understand the principles of the word of God, the principles of the kingdom of God. And so when they go into their different congregations, different places that, that they have influence, whatever have you, now they are making an impact and they are bringing and they are pushing forward the kingdom of God in the earth. So last thing before we get into this lesson tonight, remember what Jesus said. He said, pray in this manner. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And that's what he told his disciples, right? Then what did he say? He said, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done where? In earth or on earth as it is where? In heaven. So Jesus' ultimate mission was to bring the government of God to the earth. Right. And that's something that let me say this. That's something that as the body of Christ, I, I don't want to I, I don't want to throw stones, but but we.
we have missed the government of God. That's when we talk about the kingdom of God. We're talking about God's governing principles in the earth, not just going to church, right? Thank God that's all a part of it. But the kingdom of God is supposed to rule my life. Not, not only because what most people do, not, let me say that I don't want to use hyperbole, but too many even Christians, it's, it's just about the church to them. You understand what I mean? They don't understand that God's principles will teach you how to live your life. So once you live in, once you and I are living our life by the principles of the kingdom, then when we're in a fellowship, when we're in a church, when we're in a body of believers, whatever, that is going to just be an overflow of what the kingdom of God has, how it, how he has taught us how to live. So being patient, right? Being kind, uh, speaking a good word, right? Forgiving, you know what I mean? Loving, uh, blessing somebody else. That's just who you are. You're not putting on the front. <laughs> you know, you can love those that necessarily don't love you. Glory to God, because that's who you have become. So, and God is, is dealing with us uh, as people, I believe this strongly in this hour, that as people, God is dealing with us to uh, understand what he's trying to do with us. Okay? So, I want to encourage you. You want to you understand that, and, and we'll deal with some of these things in the future, but kingdom principle number one is that everything in my life or in the life of the believer must be subject to the guidance of the Holy Spirit. That is, the, that is kingdom principle number one. Not just when I go to church, not just when I'm preaching or teaching or, or speaking about the word or whatever, but my entire life has to be subject to the guiding, the leading of the Holy Spirit, right? So I can't just go and just do whatever I think I'm strong enough and big enough and, and, and courageous enough to do unless I have a leading from the Holy Spirit, okay? So just keep that and put that in your belt uh, and I, it will it will do you well in the future. But I want to share with you tonight that we are and we are becoming God's masterpiece, right? And so this is very exciting to understand that God has great plans for you and I. Not just plans uh in the sight of other people, but God has a great, uh, a, a great plan for you and I as an individual, right? We are, uh, we are in his hands and he wants to make you and I into a masterpiece. And that's a beautiful thing. That is a wonderful thing to understand that God is trying to make me into his masterpiece because what that also means, loved one, is that there's going to be a continue? I think somebody said it earlier. There's going to be a continual transformation in my life. Why? Because God has a picture of what I have. I'm supposed to become, and God is going to get me to that picture, as long as I am willing to go through the process. And we talked about this a little bit in the last several weeks. The process of the transformation and the changing that is going to take to get me to look like that picture. And that picture, glory to God, 
that God has of you and I is a picture of royalty. Glory to God. He, he sees you as heirs of God and as joint heirs with Jesus Christ. He wants to, in fact, glory to God, give you the very keys to his kingdom and give you the authority and the right to use his kingdom resources to, again, spread the kingdom of God in the earth. But now understand that he cannot just turn everything over to you if you and I are not in a place of maturity, a place of understanding, a place of realization and awareness to be able to use what God has provided for us. Are you with me here? Because this is very important because you are his masterpiece and you are something that he's working on because he's trying to turn you and I into a royal priesthood, right? So that means you have to have a sense of royalty, a sense of righteousness. Not that you and I are righteous in ourselves, but that God has given us his righteousness. Glory to God. So go with me, if you will, to the book of Ephesians, chapter number two. And we're going to start here at verse number six, and we're going to go down to verse number 10, because verse 10 is what I really want to get to. But I want you to get the context of what I'm sharing here, because it's, it's definitely important. Because you're God's masterpiece, loved one. Uh, God has great plans for you. But see, see, not just for you, like what he's going to do for you, but he has great plans in what he wants to turn you into. I've said before, here's a kingdom principle I've said before, God has chosen you and I not because of what we are, but he chose us because of what he knows we can become if we are willing to be led and guided by the spirit of truth. Glory to God. Ephesians chapter number two and verse number six. You have it there. And I want you to follow along with me. We're not going to read the whole lot, but watch this up. Watch this. Well, I, in fact, let's start at verse four. Ephesians chapter number two, verse four through 10. All right. You with me? He says, even with, uh, but God who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in, in sins, have quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved. Now watch it now. And has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, come on, not of works, lest any man should boast. Now watch it, now watch this here. 
For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. I told you, loved one, that you are God's masterpiece. God is working on you and I and ordain some good things for us that we should become a picture of his glory in the earth. He wants you and I to walk in such a way that when people see us, they can, we can begin to say, listen, if you look at me, you're looking at a picture of the grace of God. You're looking at the workmanship of what God has done in the life of a believer. Glory to God. And so now I have to be in agreement with the workmanship. Now here's something I want to share with you because here's where some people get in get uh where, where they kind of get in trouble or where they don't follow through. Because sometimes God has to bring out the chisel. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Sometimes he has to bring out the hammer. Because remember, he's sculpting you and I into a masterpiece. And one thing about God is I found out that God is in no hurry to get to the finish line. He's trying to bring you and I to a place of perfection in him. And so he's going to work on you. And he's going to work in you. And then he's going to work through you. But he is not going to skip any details of the process. You know how as human beings, we just try to get to the end. Sometimes we want to get to the finish line and we want to get done with stuff. You know, whether you're working on a project or whatever you may have going on, you're trying to hurry up and finish it and trying to get to the end of it. But I've come to understand that with God, right, the process in the process is where the transformation is taking place. You are not being no longer conformed to the world, but you are being conformed into the image of God's dear son. So in that conforming, all of the rough edges, all of the doubt, all of the fear, all of the anxiety, all of the uh, 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 low self-esteem, right? Whatever you may be having in your life, all of the insecurities. See, he has, he has to get rid of all of it. And he's going to work on you and I until all of it is gone, until we are reflecting the image of Christ himself. And that's really what he said, even as he, that's why he, he, he gives gifts unto men, even in the ministry. So we're right there in the book of Ephesians, chapter 2. Now go with me, if you will, to chapter 4, and we're going to start at, uh, again, if you will, at verse 11. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11. Real quickly, uh, and then we want to deal with this just for a minute, and then we want to move on. And he, uh, and he gave some apostles, right, and some prophets, come on, some evangelists, and what else? And some pastors and teachers for what? Here's the reason. 
not so that they could have an anniversary. <laughs> uh, Y'all just pray with me here. Not glory to God, but for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, glory to God, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Okay, so the the ascension gifts, ministry gifts, are given to people to perfect. The, for the perfecting, for the work of the ministry, and for the edifying, for the perfecting of the saints, that's the believer, for the work of the ministry, and for the edifying of the body of Christ, folks. See, we've done so many things within the church that are just so, so far away from God's original kingdom principle design. So if you have been anointed with an apostolic anointing, a prophetic anointing, a pastoring anointing, whatever it is, a teaching anointing, an evangelistic anointing, if you have been anointed with those, gifted by God, he says the reason you have that is for the perfecting of the saints. It's not so that you can be treated as a special celebrity, but it is for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, glory to God, for the edifying of the body of Christ, watch this, verse 13, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And we're going to read a little bit further, but I want to, I want to make my point. The God's trying to make each one of his believers into a masterpiece that we are at the fullness of the stature of Christ, that in our spiritual walk with God and in our life, we are fully mature to handle the, the advancing of God's kingdom, which deals with his power, with his provision, with his resources, with his glory. He wants to, he wants to be able to give you the keys to the kingdom and not worry about that you're going to do something to bruise people's lives and hurt people instead of blessing people and advancing the kingdom of God on the earth. So he says, I'm trying to bring you to a perfect man. What does that mean, perfect? Fully mature, full grown, right? You're not getting upset about little bitty stuff, right? Holding grudges with people, right? Uh, getting jealous when God blesses somebody else, right? Because God didn't bless you or whatever have you. All that kind of stuff. You know, comparing whether your church is bigger than their church and our church and this and that and all that. See, that's why God cannot release his real power to the body of Christ at this time. And But he's designed, he's getting us perfected because he desires to do that because we got too much jealousy going on. We got too much, uh, what about me? And always me. We have not been perfected. And part of that, let me get, get this. For you that are on YouTube and Facebook Live, this might be a little strong. But the reality is, part of that is that the ascension gifts, read it again, verse number 12. Why have you been anointed? You have not been anointed to have anniversaries. You know, God, I've, and I'm going to say this and I'm going to move on. I've seen God start a church. They've been in a church one year and they have a, a pastoral anniversary. That's not why you're in the ministry. Glory to God. The, your, your mission and your focus should be for the perfecting of the saints, for the 
for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till everybody can learn how to pray for somebody and witness to somebody and bring somebody to the Lord and be able to pray somebody through, whether it's in their own house or whether it's in their own community, we are supposed to be perfecting the saints. Glory to God. Let me move on. Glory to God. So he says uh, that we, verse 14, that we henceforth be no more children. Glory to God. Tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him. Who is the him? The him is Jesus. And to grow up into him in all things, that which is the head, even Christ. Verse 16, and we'll stop right here. From, him, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which what? Every joint supplied. This is my point I'm trying to make tonight, folks. The church has have had this thing wrong. People have been, they, they go to church and they think they're just supposed to sit there and listen and put $1 bill in the offering plate and, and they've done their duty. Come on now. He said every joint is supposed to supply. Watch this. Every joint fitted together, fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplied according to the effectual working in the measure of what every part make it increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. We will begin to see the healing of the land. We will begin to see the manifestation of the glory. When the, when the first of all, the ascension gifts focus on what we're supposed to be doing. And then secondly, the people realize that I have to grow up because I'm supposed to be supplying, right? I'm supposed to be adding to the effort of the development of the body of Christ. I'm not here to just come to get whatever I can get and never, never contribute anything. Now, hear me. I'm not talking about dollar bills because, folks, God has more dollar bills than we do. Listen, we don't, we don't have a need for, for money. That's not what I'm talking about. What I am talking about is every joint supplying, people in prayer, people speaking life, people witnessing, glory to God, people praying for their neighbor, people forgiving folks, right? Walking in maturity, walking in love, not, not arguing and fussing about trifle stuff, you know, little small stuff, not getting in debates, with whether you're on the left or whether you're on the right, whether you're Republican or Democrat, that has nothing to do with the kingdom of God. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but we got to grow up. Somebody say grow up. Right? And so that's one, one of the things that God is trying to do. Now, in this growing up, folks, he is growing us up because we are becoming his masterpiece. So, right? So we are being conformed. Right? We are being conformed. So go with me to the book of Romans, real quickly, chapter number eight. 
So you can't stay the same, loved one. And I want to encourage you because I know that you will be sharing with others and that God's going to open doors for you to speak and share and whatever have you. And you got to be ready to real, let them realize, hey, a kingdom principle is God's not going to leave you and I the same. Now, I'm, not, I'm, now I'm, talking to, I'm talking to believers that want to truly be about the Father's business, right? I know I'm not talking about, I'm not talking to everyone. Because some folks, and, and you, if, if the shoe don't fit, then don't get offended, you know, the work. But some folks, they just want to go to church, and that's good. But they're not really concerned about the will of God. They're just concerned that they make it to church, and that's okay. Thank you for being there. But are you about the Father's business? Glory to God. Are you, again, supplying whatever God has given to you? I'm not talking about dollar bills now. I'm talking about every joint supplying, right, for the edifying of the body of itself in love. And in order to do that, loved one, there has to be some change and transformation that I have to go through. So now, in Romans 8, you all know this. You probably preached it to other people and whatever have you. But you know this. He says, Romans 8 and 28. 28 through 31. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are the call according to his purpose. Now watch it. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Let's pause there for a second. So one of the kingdom things that God is doing, he's not trying to make you just a good church member in good standing. Thank God for the good church members in good standing, but that's not his ultimate plan for you. His ultimate plan for you, and really for every believer, is to conform you into the image of the Son. So he's trying. So that, with that being said, understand that if God is trying to conform me into the image of the Son, I like that, Marcella. Yes, change me, Lord. If He's trying to conform you and I into the image of the Son, that's exactly what's got to take place. I have to be transformed, right? Because Jesus was on the cross dying for the people that was crucifying Him. And said, Lord, forgive them. <laughs> Come on now. I mean, we, we, we got to repent when somebody cut us off in traffic. Because we've been in almost halfway to almost cuss. Like, wait a minute, what happened now? I thought you were saved. You know? So, but, but he said, Lord, forgive them. And they were nailing him to the cross. So if that be the case, loved one, that means there has to be some transformation. Because God's not trying to make me a good church member. You will be a good church member when you and I are conformed into the image of the Son. So he foreknew you and he predestined you to be conformed into the image of Jesus. Now, with that being said, that means there's a lot of transformation and a lot of change that's going to take place in our lives. That means we are a workmanship. We are a masterpiece. Glory to God. God is working on us. And he's working on us to bring us into an image of royalty. So folks, you know, let me say it this way. 
Rejoice in your victories. Yes, indeed. Rejoice in the victories that you have. But God is not done. He's going to continue to perfect and refine everything about your character, about your faith, about your confidence, about your trust. God's going to perfect and refine everything. He's not going to stop until you and I are walking in the same faith of the Son of God. Folks, that's the goal. So whether you, uh, you, 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 that's why it's important, it's important to, to make sure you're hearing a word that's going to inspire you, that's going to make sometimes challenge you, that, that, that's going to push you towards a, a greater commitment to God. Why? Because God's not going to stop working on you and I until we are conformed unto the image of the sun. Now, I'm going to say this one more time because I felt that in my spirit. Don't let the enemy trick you and get condemned because you say, man, I, you know, I, I can't read. I, you know, I'm doing pretty good, but I still got a long way to go. Hey, thank God. Rejoice in the victories that you've had. Yes. Give, I mean, celebrate the victories. But God's not done. Don't get stuck on that just one victory and don't let him continue to change you and transform you, right? If he gives you victory in an area, praise God for that. Put that in your, in your spiritual belt, so to speak. But now, okay, God, continue to transform me into your image. Continue to change me and conform me into the image of Christ. And listen, why? Because that is the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is not to become popular. The ultimate goal is not to become famous. The ultimate goal is not to have, you know, 100,000 Twitter followers or whatever, you know, whatever. I mean, just, I'm just following me. But the ultimate goal is to be conformed into the image of Jesus, to love like him, to forgive like him, to believe like him. Glory to God. To, to, uh, to uh, again, exercise power like he did, to be moved with compassion like him, over to God, to be available to the Father, right? So that's what God's doing. So you and I are his masterpiece. Now, I want you to go with me to the last one tonight, to Malachi chapter number three. The, in the Old Testament here, I just want to show you something. And uh, just as an example of what I'm talking about, glory to God. Uh, uh, Malachi chapter number three. And we're not going to read verse number 10. Surprise, surprise. Because <laughs> we're not talking about your money. That, listen, folks, that's the most least thing in the kingdom, actually. Because, again, glory to God. Heaven's resources are so much bigger than that. Okay? God can do anything, and he has. But the reality is, when are we going to have a thirst for his righteousness, right? A thirst for his word, a thirst for his presence, a thirst to be obedient to him. Glory to God. And that, in whatever capacity that is, right? It's not being obedient in the things I like only. Yo, know, I like this about the word, so I'm going to go ahead and do that. But this other stuff, you know, like forgiving those that misuse you. And blessing those that persecute you and, 
and praying for those that despitefully use you. I don't know how much I like that. See, so but the reality is if we want God, God's anointing and power to manifest, then we got to take it all. And we got to be ready, willing, and obedient to do all of it. Okay? All right, here we go. Last one tonight. Malachi, chapter number three, and uh, verse number one. Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me, and the Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant whom you delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. But who may abide the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appeareth? For he, watch this now, it's very important right here. For he is like a refiner's fire and like a fuller's soap. Okay, you watch, you gotta watch, you gotta walk with me here. And he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. And he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. Now, what am I saying? I'm saying that this is what God wants to do with those that are called by his name. And again, he's saying that he is a refiner's fire. He is a, a fuller soul. What is he saying? He wants to wash you clean. He wants to purge you of everything that is not bringing glory to him. That means changing your attitude, changing your character, changing your demeanor. Glory to God. Uh, making you... Uh, getting you to a place where you're full of faith, full of love, and full of hope, right? Where you are walking in the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, temperance, self-control. Glory to God. He wants all of those forces to be at work in you. Why? Because he's purging out the old, washing everything that is not originated in his spirit, and now cleansing as a refiner's fire and as a fuller soul. But now here's the part that I love. Verse 3, and he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. Now, what am I saying? I'm saying you and I are God's masterpiece. If you do it, if you've done any study on refiner or silver or gold, they got they put the gold in the cauldron, right? And they put fire under the cauldron, and the gold begins to boil. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And as the gold begins to boil, they all of the dross and the impurities begin to rise to the top. And so what the refiner does, he comes, and, or that person comes, and they skim the impurities off the top and get rid of the impurities. And then they heat the fire up even hotter. Glory to God. And as they heat the fire up, the metal continues to boil, and the impurities come to the top. 
Glory to God. And so they skim, they keep doing, they do this process, right? And the gold is not purified until the refiner can see his reflection in the gold. And when he can see his reflection in the gold, now it is pure enough to be used for what he wants to use it for. What am I saying? God in this process is in no hurry to just throw you out there. He will sit as a purifier of gold and as a purifier of silver. And understand the revelation. This is not a passing thing. This is not him, you know, hurrying up and, and running, you know, running out the door, uh, you know what I mean, trying to hurry up and get there. No, he, sit, he took a seat. He said, all right, let's get, let's get to work. I'm sitting down. Here's the gold. You're the, you're the, he's the potter. You and I are the clay. God's not going anywhere. He's not moving. He's not in a hurry. He's not rushing. Glory to God. He's sitting and, and purifying us as the sons of Levi. Glory to God. And he's working, glory to God, on us until he can see his own image reflected in the gold. So, loved one, I know that you've been through some things and you've had some, even some victories. You've had some difficult times. You've had some wilderness experiences. Glory to God. Sometimes things seem like they're not coming out going your way. But understand the mercy and the grace of God. Why? You're a masterpiece. You are a, 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 a royal priesthood, a special treasure a workmanship that he's working on, and God is not in a hurry. He's going to purify everything about you. Glory to God. I'm not just about us. He, he's going. He's going to sit there. He he has all eternity, and he's going to work on you, and he's going to turn the fire up. Lord have mercy. He's going to let you experience things that are uncomfortable. Things that are refining you, making you uh, expand your horizon. Glory to God. Being, uh, making sure that you're going to be able to love everybody the same way He loves them. You have to. You must needs go through Samaria. You have to love folks that are completely different than you. Glory to God. Because that's exactly what Jesus did. Glory to God. But I love it because he's going to sit right there. So if you know that he's working on you, you know that his presence is always with you. Glory to God. If you are the clay and he is the potter, that means he always has his hands on you. He's never going to leave you. Glory to God. And he's never going to forsake you. He's always right there perfecting and molding you, glory to God, into a masterpiece of his own design. And that's good news, folks. I'm so grateful to God that even through the times and the trials and the different seasons in life that I understand this understanding that he's never going to leave me. He's never stopped working on me. Glory to God. He's always perfecting and refining my character. Glory to God. You know, getting me to a place of a different awareness 
And he's doing the same thing for everyone that is willing. Why? Because when he turns the keys over to you, the keys to the inheritance, he needs to know that you are mature enough, stable enough, aware enough to handle what God is trying to put in your hands. And because he's gracious, it's just like for us that have children and, and now grandchildren, some of us got great-grandchildren and great-great-grandchildren. You do not give the keys to the family automobile to a nine-year-old and say, drive our car, our family vehicle. He's nine years old now. Drive the family vehicle to the grocery store and pick up all the groceries and drive the family vehicle back. You don't do that. They're not mature enough. They can't handle the power of that vehicle. They have to be trained. They have to get licensed. And they have to be um, seen as, again, mature enough and aware enough to now that they do have the license, now that they have been trained, that they're not going to go out and pick up their friends and go act a fool out there with the family vehicle. So if we as human parents have that much wisdom, why do we think that God's going to give us the keys to his kingdom and we have not yet grown up? That's why he's training you. That's why he's perfecting you. That's why he's purifying you. That's why he's purging you. And folks, he is going to do that until we begin to reflect the image of Jesus. And the more we reflect the image of Jesus, the more leeway, if you will, God will give us to be able to uh, represent him in his kingdom in the earth. Because, folks, no matter what we're doing, and I'm done right here, no matter what we're doing about this thing, we are only representing him. You, have, you and I have no heaven or no hell to put nobody in. We didn't die on the cross for nobody. <laughs> we surely did not raise from the dead for anyone. Come on. We, we, we did not redeem any person. But what we are doing is just representing the one that did do all those things. And that's Jesus Christ himself. So my job is to love you, to treat you like he would treat you, to walk in obedience to his word and do what he says to do, because it's a conviction out of the heart based on what the word of God says. Not based upon what some man told me, but based upon what God's word says. And when I do that, God is turning you into his masterpiece. Well, listen, we're going to stop right there tonight. I want to encourage you. I think, I really do believe that uh, this is going to bring you to another place of prayer. <laughs> this word tonight. Is going to challenge you to when you get in that prayer closet, you're saying, go ahead and work on me, Lord, right? Work on me, transform me, change me. Let that fire burn up, all the stuff that ain't that didn't come from God, right? All of that bitterness, all that anger, frustration, you know, all of that comparing myself to other people, you know, comparing, you know, I'm not, at least I'm not that bad, but that, that you know, he, remember, he's not trying to see somebody else's image in the reflection. He's trying to see his own image in the reflection of your heart. Purify you as, as pure gold, right? Please be patient with me. Because when I when God gets through with me, I will come forth as pure gold, right? He wants to see his reflection. Come on now. He he not, he 
not comparing you to the other members of the church. <laughs> Lord have mercy, I felt that right there. Uh, he's not comparing you even to the pastor. Come on now. He wants to see his reflection. Glory to God. So that's what we got to remember. And that's where too many of the people in the church and the body of Christ are not. They're saying they're just only trying to live up to the standard that their pastor gives or whatever. And that's well and good in its, in its place. But God's trying to see his own reflection. He wants to see, he's going to sit as the refiner's fire. And there's a song that says, the refiner's fire has now become my sole desire. Glory to God. Purged and cleansed and purified that the Lord will be glorified. Mm, mm, mm. He is consuming my soul, refining me and making me whole. No matter what I may lose, I choose the refiner's fire. I pray that you will be encouraged tonight and that you will take heed to that and allow the Holy Spirit uh, to work on you in all the ways that he needs to do, whatever he needs to do in your life. Uh, and we, we, we will be uh, see you down the road a little bit further. And I want to see you fulfill all that God has planned for you to fulfill. Because, folks, he has a job for each one of us. He has a place for each one of us in his body. But he wants you to reflect his image and bring him all the glory uh, in your life. So that's Well, praise the Lord. We hope you have enjoyed the podcast today. We encourage you to stay connected by subscribing to this podcast, as well as our weekly newsletter at www.livingwordcorsicana.org. Also, we invite you to join our national video call on the Zoom app. Our personal room number is 931-432-8488. And the passcode is the number two. Listen, God bless you. Have a supernatural day. And we hope to contribute and communicate with you soon. Mm -hmm.